You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson, and that's David Cohen over there. How are you, David? I'm good. 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 Yeah. Pleasant Sunday morning here. Yeah. Well, as pleasant yeah. as things get nowadays. Yeah. It, well. Yeah. <laughs> it's oddly quiet outside. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's you know we're few weeks out from christmas still it's, you know as we record it's december 6th so you know 20 days or so and um you know, like technically 24 so yep. we're what three weeks out and i most of my christmas shopping is done so we've got a few things to still wrap but the thing is cole's birthday was yesterday right okay so that's interesting to have a birthday oh, the day before so yesterday, christmas. sorry yep and then julie's is tomorrow right and uh, usually we will separate the presents, but, you know, I wrapped most of the presents this year. So like an idiot, I just wrapped them all in Christmas presents, start sticking them under the tree. Yeah. So we literally let him pull four presents that he wanted to open. And he, of course, immediately picked two of the four that looked like video games. And, right. Or three of the four that looked like video games. And was he right? Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was... Uh, um, kind of an expensive 3ds um, Pokemon game that he wanted. Yeah. That man, no matter where I looked, and because they haven't made it in years, and uh, it, it, I finally found one on eBay that was relatively inexpensive. So he was extremely happy about that one. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's one of the Pokemon ones. It's it's hard if you're not living in the universe. It's hard to keep track. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, Alexander has uh, ordered for Charlotte for uh, for Hanukkah here, um, one of those kind of two hundred eighty one cartridges for a DS. She has yep. she has an old DS of his that he gave it to her for her birthday earlier in the year. We have um, that, by the way. Huh? We have that game. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. think I got it on Wish or eBay. Right. Okay. So yeah, this this we he ordered off eBay, and it happened. The reason he, he spotted it is because it has all of the Pokemon games that ever came out for the DS on it, which he wants yep. to give her because she's she's really into that. Cole's played his quite a bit. To be honest, about ninety five percent of the games work just fine. There's yeah. a couple with glitches in it, but it's from what I've seen, it's kind of obscure stuff. But everything else just seems to work really well. I mean, obviously these things are. Uh, pirated yeah they're not, not nintendo sanctioned mm-mm. yeah but they it worked fine know, though yeah and it's a system that you know really nintendo does not sell or profit from anymore so I think well the system itself but i think you're going to start seeing because the the nintendo switch is a touch screen i think you're going to start seeing some of these uh nintendo ds games and 3ds and all that eventually working their way onto the switch or more likely this whatever succeeds the switch yeah but the, the thing yeah. is if if the kids are familiar with these games from playing them off these cartridges when the switch version will come out they're going to want them so <laughs> oh they're going to snatch them up in a heartbeat yeah. they uh yeah i think I, I think i'd mentioned a few weeks ago that we bought the um the super mario all-stars game for the switch yeah. which has three older uh, super mario 3d games on it uh, and they've played the hell out of that in oh, fact yeah. i still haven't had a chance to play it because they've been playing it so much I have got to figure out how to set up a different account on my Nintendo Switch Lite because every single time I've decided, you know what, I'm, I feel like playing something on here. Cole's playing the regular Switch upstairs, and I can't, I can't do anything. Oh, you can't get on, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, I must admit, 
as as slick as the um, the kind of the account service and the games buying and everything is on the Switch, multiple accounts is something they don't seem to have thought about properly, and it's quite difficult. Yeah, well, what they're doing, it's a money grab. They want yeah, you to well, buy course, another yeah. copy. And a, yeah. yeah. And I'm not doing that, so I just don't play it. So I break out my iPad or something, and turns out I only wanted to play games for about five minutes anyway, so <laughs> no biggie. Yeah. I, I really haven't been playing any video games outside my arcades at all recently. I just don't have time or inclination. Yeah, it's um, time for me. I, I, I've yeah. been, you know, I, I like to buy some, I'm getting a PC and catch up on a few of those, and I've got plenty of games to the Switch as well, but I just haven't had the time. Yep, that's kind of it. It sucks being old and responsible, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. And I don't have the passion for video games that Cole does. Um, but, I mean, he just turned 13, so that's not surprising. Yeah. Uh, but even still, I you know, I, I have no desire yet to get the new Xbox or the PS5. Um, it's one of those things that I just don't think there's enough games that are of interest. Forget the fact that they're almost impossible to get. Exactly. Because yeah. scalpers are snatching them up. Beyond that, if I can go into a store right now and buy either one, I'm more inclined for the PS5, to be honest. But if I could just go into the store and buy either one, I, I, there's just not enough games for it yet that's of interest to me. And, you know, they're trying to say, well, the graphics are so much better. I, you know, the graphics on the PS4 and the regular Xbox One were damn good to begin with. So, yeah. okay, yeah. so it looks more photorealistic, fine. You can get well, more things on the yeah. screen. but If you've got a big 4K or bigger TV, yeah, then you're going to see the difference. But many of us don't. Um, yeah. So, well, we um, do, so I can see the difference, but yeah. I don't think that. Here's the thing, there, and I think Microsoft is more um, guilty of this than PlayStation. Uh, they're conflating great graphics with great gameplay, yeah. and those two things are not mutually exclusive. No, well, look, are look, mu- yeah, yeah. Look how popular the Switch is, and and you know that that's barely that's barely better than the smartphone of about three years ago in terms of what it can do. Yeah. Um, and yet, um, it's one of the most popular systems on the planet, despite the fact yeah, that it's, graphically it's, it's way games. behind. Yeah, because it's, it's about the games. About the yeah. games. Yeah. yeah, you know. Plus, as well, they've they. I mean, I think the publishers on the Switch have really kind of realised that you can take games from five, seven years ago that you can port perfectly adequately to the Switch, and the nostalgia value, particularly if you do a remastered yep. version, the nostalgia value value means that you'll get you'll get sales. Uh, I mean, well, like most, said, most of the games alone. I have, on, most of the games on my, my I have on my Switch are actually like that. I, I yeah. love playing then, games that I never played the first time around on the Switch. Do you, did you subscribe to the Nintendo Online thing so you get the um, Super Nintendo and Nintendo yeah. games on it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I play those occasionally. That's probably what I do mostly on my Switch. I keep thinking I want to go back and play um, Zelda. But every single time I fire it up, I'm like, yeah, I've already done all this. Yeah. And I just can't bring myself to, to crank it out again and start doing yeah. anything. Cause they just- I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm kind of like with you. I'm, I'm far less revisiting games I've played before nowadays, and I'm much more about playing games I didn't play the first time around. So yeah. that's why I do I that love- on my arcade a lot. Yeah. I, I'll find something that I've never played before. I've got this uh, text document on my desktop, and anytime I find a really good game that I had never played before, or I see a video or something, it goes in that text document. Yeah. And uh, so, for instance, I've got uh, my 60-in-1 in in the Super Pac-Man 
arcade machine. I played every single game on there multiple, multiple times. But I still go back and play that occasionally. If I, you know, I'll fire them up. And, uh, yeah, I feel like playing Burger Time. So I'll stand up there and play Burger Time for 15 minutes. And, okay, that was good. Um, the Neo Geo cabinet has, um, boy, I don't even know how many games are in that one. A couple thousand. Yeah. It's almost too much. And then I have a kind of looks like, uh, and I had one of these before, but this is a different one. Um, kind of goes in your lap or on a tabletop. It's dual joystick, and it has all the games built in, and you just hook a TV to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I have I've a new one of those, and it has, again, thousands of games. That, that'd be the Pandora's them, box, yeah? Yeah. Well, it's kind of a Pandora's box, but it's a, it's a different company that's doing this one. Right. Okay. And I screwed up. It was supposed to have an online store that you can download and, and get new games and stuff. I got the version without Wi-Fi. So that right. functionality is there. You just can't connect to anything. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is stupid. Um, but it's my fault. I didn't read the the description all the way through. I just thought I was getting a really good price. And <laughs> I would have yeah. rather spent the, the 20 or 30 bucks and got the one that I really wanted. Can you add the Wi-Fi to it? <clears throat> no. I looked into that, too. Yeah. I even looked to see if there was maybe a, a network port on it that I could yeah, plug into. Yeah, sometimes but. you can use it like a USB to Ethernet adapter. Because yep. all they basically are is a Linux board inside. Yep. But even if there was a way to add Wi-Fi, there's no way in the settings to recognize it. Right. So it is what it is. And it has probably 20% different games than the Neo Geo arcade cabinet that I've got. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's worth having. And I'm, I'm having fun with it. But I have, like I said, I have this document. Um, actually, it's two. It's one doc. One part of it is games that I found that I'm going to continue to play with the number because when you're talking thousands of games, okay, I, I got to find this game again. I got to scroll through this whole long list, um, so I'll know like it's game thirteen, fifteen. That's the one I want to play. So that it's helpful in that regard. So when I find a good game or it's one of my favorites that are on there, like I love Elevator Action. I don't know if you ever played yeah, Elevator played Action. It. Love that game, but it's not on the sixty and one. Yeah. Um, but I do have it on both the other machines. So I have that one tagged. Of, okay, I want to play arcade or elevator action. I go to whatever the number it is. So that's pretty fun. Um, but I, it's kind of sad that I have to have this document Yeah. to be yeah, able well, to do it. Oh, by the way, elevator action is number 909. I just opened it up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's it's good to write things down when you get to our age because we forget stuff a lot, you know. Yep. We forget stuff as we're doing it. So, um, you know, I'm looking at uh, this we, list and it's kind of making me want to play some of these games. Yeah. So, interesting enough, what you said about the PS5. So, um, I'm going I'm to loan my voice in case Alexander is around, but we, we've got him a, a new PS4 for uh, Hanukkah. Nice. Uh, and we There's did so that. many good games on it. Well, that, that was kind of what I was thinking. First of all, you can get it. Um, and the games like the are other not one. expensive. Yeah, league, and, and it has a lot of. He, he's played uh, 360, so he has a lot of games that were. Sony exclusives he's never played. He really wants to play the Spider-Man games, and of course they're on that. And the thing is, at the moment, anything that comes out for uh, for the five is also made available for the four. So you don't even lose out at this point, unless the, you're really uh, really into the performance, the graphics. And uh, like I said the PS4 wasn't exactly a slouch. No, it's awesome. It's a great gaming machine. Uh, I would suggest um, two of the things that are worth playing on the PS4. Uh, get the Uncharted games. I think there's mm-hmm. three or four of them. 
fantastic games. Yeah. I mean, they're just so good. The storyline, the action, it's really, really good. Uh, so that's definitely up there. But one of my favorite, and, and they actually started, I think, on the PS2, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they started on the PS2. Um, and there's a ton of them now, and they've even remastered them up to the PS4, which is Ratchet and Clank. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Really good games. Just goofy fun. The The fighting mechanics are amazing. The discoverability of it is great. The puzzles parts are really good. Uh, he will love Ratchet and Clank. And I think mm-hmm. they remastered the very first one for the PS4. Okay. Um, and it's that's one of the best ones, too. It's, cool. It's a great game. So yep. there you go. A couple recommendations. Let's talk about um, a couple things in the news that relates to us here on uh, Geeks Pub. And the first one we have to talk about, quite honestly, is Warner Brothers made a huge announcement this week that I am 100% down for, and I think you are as well. Um, but it's one of those that I I was hoping that this would happen. But I, I wasn't expecting it outside of a few movies during the the last six months of, knock on wood, of the pandemic here. Yeah. Uh, and that's Warner Brothers releasing in all of 2021, and start actually starting Christmas Day, uh, all of their big movies, the ones that are going to go to the theaters, day-to-day on HBO Max. Yeah. So uh, Wonder Woman, The Matrix, the Dune, all of them, same day. Yeah. Same day, yeah. And you don't have to pay extra to watch them if you're a subscriber like you did with Mulan on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Which I think is a brilliant move on Warner Brothers' part because, okay, look, Warner Brothers owns HBO Max. I mean, it's it's their property. They're all under this big corporate umbrella. Um, but I think that the writing has been on the wall, and we've been saying this for a while, that more and more people want to watch movies at home. They don't want to go to a movie theater. Yeah. And I don't think this is just a pandemic thing. I think that this has been going on for the last decade. As televisions got bigger and cheaper, streaming services became ubiquitous, um, and people have a collection of digital content they want to watch. Netflix got big. Hulu was pretty big. Amazon Prime. They all knew that this was coming. And even Disney and Warner Brothers finally launching their systems, uh, Disney Plus and HBO Max. It, it was writing on the wall. We knew that this was coming. But I still thought, you know what, they're still going to be heavy in the theaters for the next five years before they finally kind of do day-to-day. And... Warner Brothers, which has some really big movies coming out in the next year. I mean, yeah. the new Matrix movie, Matrix 4, I think that's going to be big. Um, Dune, I think, could be the, the start of something massive for them. Yeah. If they do it right and they've got the right cast and the previews that I've seen for it, it makes it look really good. Uh, of course, Wonder Woman 1984 is the one that they're kind of kicking this off with on Christmas Day. Um I think that they're going to open the floodgates for other studios to say, you know what, Disney's going to say, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and do this too. So this is a smart move for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, yeah, they, they they need to get that, and we've talked about it before, they need to get these movies out there. They can't afford to wait for cinemas to reopen. And and I think you're right. I, I think all that lockdown has done is it's brought forward something that was happening anyway. But it's a lot of these things are about changing people's habits. And yep. lockdown has allowed people to realise that they can all sit down in front of a big TV at home and watch a movie, and it's a good experience. 
And, you know, before you had to kind of decide to do that, you had to kind of almost take a stand to say, I'm not going to go to the theatre, I'm going to watch it at home. And now people have realised that actually that's an experience they enjoy. And all they're waiting for is the latest content. And now it's going to be delivered to them. It's also really going to drive traffic to HBO Max, which is yes. something it needs. It's the most expensive service. Um, it's one of the better ones, though, to be honest. Well, yeah, I, now, but you guys don't have it there yet. No, right? we don't. And, yeah. and we're waiting to see what will happen with this announcement here. HBO traditionally has a tie up with Sky. So I suspect they're going to thrash out some sort of deal where there's a, a Sky subscription service that gives you access to these movies. Um, or, or maybe they'll just make them available on, on the Sky streaming stuff and then, the, again, they'll, they'll look to drive traffic. I've got to be honest with you, I don't have the Sky streaming at the moment. If this comes, if this comes off on Sky, I'll probably get it because I want to see these films. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see something happen before Christmas Day. Well, yeah, because obviously they want to do... And, and interesting enough, they have started advertising Wonder Woman on TV here um, mm-hmm. now, but at the moment they're just saying in, in theatres, um, yep. which is not a great place to be. I mean, I'm... So we have this um, this tier system across the country at the moment. We've just come out of a national lockdown a few days ago, and now we have tiers. as tier one to three. Tier one being the least restrictions of virtually nowhere. There's about two places in the country which are in tier one. And then tier two is, um, you know, is more restrictive. Tier three, where I am, is in the most restrictive. In tier three, there's no household mixing, indoors, outdoors, or in public. Um, There is no um, entertainment venues open at all. So all the cinemas are actually closed here. Um, The retail shops are open and, and no restaurants are open here except for takeaway. And yep. I think the only difference between tier two and tier three is that um, restaurants can be open in tier two to, for people to sit in. They can't hear. So the, the cinemas are, are closed. Um, so they can't, Warner Brothers can't launch Wonder Woman 1984 here on Christmas Day or earlier uh, with the country in the situation it's in. And I don't think they're even really planning to review this properly before Christmas. So I'm fully expecting some sort of streaming announcements come out for uh, this that... that it will at least cover Wonder Woman if it doesn't cover everything else for next year. Yeah. Like, like this. It's too so. big of a movie for you guys to be ignored. Um, yeah. And by the way, the early reviews coming in for Wonder Woman is, sounds fantastic. Yeah. I've, I've just pe- read the headlines and I'm like, oh, yeah. that's all I want to know. In, and in fact, some people are saying that it's better than the first one. And the first one was um, was a great movie. So It was, and I'm not surprised though. I think more people are interested in the time period that it happens, 1984. Yeah. You know, it's more recent. You know, you're going to get, you know, more modern stuff in it. That's right. She's more colorful. Um, They're bringing back Steve Trevor. The bad guy looks interesting because it's the Mandalorian. Um, Yeah. It's got a lot of things going for it. So I'm definitely going to watch it Christmas. My only concern, and it's kind of a big one for a lot of people, is HBO Max does not have an agreement with Roku, which is by far the biggest streaming service uh, or at least the platform that the streaming services are on on televisions now i can watch it on my computer i can watch it on my iphone my ipad but i want to sit with the kids and watch it at the same time best way to do that's in my living room yeah i don't want to have to hook up you know a long ass hdmi cable i could always plug in my apple tv because i think it's there yeah, I think I think that's what a lot of people will do if they if they are on the Roku um, 
you know, system that is is do exactly that. They'll plug a a lot of people have laptops now, so a lot of people will just stick a laptop next to the TV and plug it into an HDMI port. But um, I think Roku and, and Warner Brothers by far want an agreement worked out by then. In fact, the president of Warner Brothers already said that they do. He didn't get specifics, but it's in both the company's best interest to have. Oh a, yeah, an agreement I mean, I mean, it's like look, it's like it's like. It's like, um, you know, Microsoft got this a couple of years ago where um, they pivoted from being a Windows and Office company to a cloud company, um, mm-hmm. you know, after Steve, uh, Steve Ballmer left. Um, and Satya Nadella said, said, said well, I want our software to be available everywhere. And yep. so all of a sudden there was web versions of Office and Office came to the iPad um, and all these these sorts of things, you can get um, the web versions on Chromebooks and things like that now because they've realized that it's better to get the software on whatever platforms are available because that's the way you get the revenue is, is by making it ubiquitous. And it'll be the same with um, the streaming services yeah, and no the streaming companies as well. You know, and uh, these things will effectively become the the boxes or the TVs with the boxes built in will effectively become commodities as long as they work. Then that's what people will be interested in. Here's a question for you, and I never really thought about it before. We know that Apple CN, I'd probably judge it as mild success with Apple TV. Yeah. Um, They've had some pretty good shows on there so far. Uh, there, the content isn't there compared to even HBO Max because they had a massive library already. But it's not a bad service. It's one of the cheaper ones. Um, I think it's worth owning. Yeah. Uh, but do you think Microsoft could get into the streaming wars? I don't know where they would fit in at this point. I, I, I don't think they will because I, they've tried it before. They've had... They've had music. They're a bit like Google. They've had music services. They've had video services. None of and them have really failed. taken off. No, because they've all I th- failed. Yeah, you need to have. Um, they weren't. They weren't into streaming so much as they were about movie purchase. Um, well, but that's when iTunes. You could, you know, if you're going to buy a digital copy of a movie, it was it was going to be iTunes yeah. for a long time. Yeah, Google tried it, and they were pretty awful, and no one really bought content there. Yeah. Um, and I know I thought Microsoft tried it, but if they did, it was a complete failure. No one came yeah. give a crap about it. So. I, I think it, I think it nowadays to differentiate, it has to be more than just streaming what everyone else is streaming. You've got to have your own original content too. Yeah, and, and there's only so much, so many actors and studios that could create content for all these different streaming platforms. Exactly, because exactly. it's really coming down to a, a few big ones now. I think, um, and the other side of the story is. There's a report, I linked it to Slash Films, but I've read it in multiple places. Now, they could all be referencing the same story, for all I know. But uh, Disney planning to merge Hulu and Disney+, Plus, which I think is probably the smart move. Um, I think that Disney would be very, very intelligent to... Um, look, they've got two competing platforms right technically three because they also have the espn stuff i think they need to bring it all under one umbrella i think that all the hulu stuff the the espn stuff sports packages and disney plus it all needs to go under disney plus i think that they would be smart to do that instead of cannibalizing their own dollars and then they could raise the price a little bit on disney plus because look at it's going to be so much more content so, yeah, I, I mean, it's difficult for me to comment on this because we don't have Hulu in the UK, so I don't really know what it 
Well, it has. You know, most it, of the, it has most of the some stuff that's good. on Hulu, I think, comes through Netflix here in the UK. Yeah. With Hulu, they have a lot of original content, but a lot of it isn't great. But they have licenses to, like, day-to-day. Like, the next day, the show will be on Hulu Plus. It was just on cable television. So they've got those agreements in place. But there's a lot of content. A lot of it's older stuff, but they have a lot of content at Hulu. So the idea of taking all that content and bringing it on the Disney Plus you know, banner, I think, would be extremely smart. That way they could also say... When you launch Disney Plus, you you could either go to Disney, you can go to Hulu, or you can go to ESPN. That's the launch pad when you launch Disney Plus, and that way you could keep the R-rated content out of Disney per se. That's under Hulu. I think that would yeah. be the way because I don't think Disney wants to pollute, you know, the Disney Plus experience with a bunch of you know R-rated content. So so maybe the way they'll do it is not maybe they'll they'll bring them under one corporate banner but actually they'll still be separate services no but that's what it is right now david that's exactly what it is yeah right no now. but the, the thing is is rather than rather than buy a separate hulu subscription you'll buy a disney plus subscription then you want hulu as well it'll be a few yeah, dollars but more. if it's a different address if it's a different app on the tv i think they i no, think the smart just, thing is you 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 push the disney button and then it brings up do you want to look at disney plus do you want to look at you got to you got to consolidate it under one yeah but you can you can do that i mean the disney plus apps on all the platforms can have a hulu button in them and they say you know press here to to switch over to hulu content it doesn't need to be um something that 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 you you choose as you go in that and actually be a pain in the neck because you want to be able to seamlessly switch from Hulu to Disney Plus and to ESPN in the same app. You don't want to be coming out and going into a that's different one. That's what I'm one. saying. No, no, yeah. no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you but, launch Disney, yeah. and then once Disney's launched, there's a place to go to Hulu. There's a place to go to ESPN. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I think I think in terms of how they price it, I would imagine rather than having a separate Hulu subscription, you have a Disney no, Plus. No, it's it's just one. It, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. one Disney Plus. There's no different options. There's no different well, tiers. It's well, so, so one the, price it, for Disney so, Plus, and you get everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to agree with you on that because here in the UK, the Hulu brand means nothing. So if they if they jack the price of Disney Plus and they go, well, now you've got this Hulu content, people in the UK are going to go, well, I don't care. All I see is it's more expensive. Great, they've jammed more content in there. This is not stuff I was asking for. I think the problem is the Hulu brand only really represents something in the US. It doesn't right. represent something anywhere else. So they've got to be careful about how they approach that because uh, yeah, outside the US, which is not an insignificant market, nobody knows what the hell Hulu is because we, we've never had it here. Right, but all and, of a sudden know, you're. Well, but look, everyone's going to be jacking their prices up, so you will eat it and you will pay the extra because you're going to still want Disney Plus, so you can watch Mandalorian and uh, the Marvel maybe. series that are coming out. I, There's I, no I maybe think, about I it. Think, you know damn well you're going to. Well, yeah, I might, but you know, <laughs> as as I've as I. As I say to you regularly on this podcast, that you can't assume, assume that guys like you and me are the great, great unwashed masses. There are plenty of people who buy Disney Plus because they want to. They want to watch. Uh, they want the kids to be able to watch the uh, the stuff they want to watch. Then right. probably and don't sudden, watch it that often. And now more. all of a sudden the price goes goes up by four pounds a month, and yep. they're going to go, "Why? Oh, why, hang on a minute. Why, why is this happening? Oh, they've added more content from some service I've never heard heard of." Um, you know, some people will may say, you know what, this is now no longer worth it to me. It was good when it was cheap, but now but it's it more expensive. But it will also include sports stuff. Does it? So, yeah, but it, again, it's got to be, it's, if it's ESPN, 
Yeah, nobody outside of the US gives a damn about ESPN. It's all American sports. We don't watch American sports over here. We don't watch basketball, we don't watch baseball, and we don't watch American football. They are niche sports in the US, outside the US. And right. so, you know, and, and you know, outside of North America, because obviously it's much the same in Canada. Yeah. So you can't, you've got to be very careful, I believe, about raising the price of something and saying, here, I've given you a whole load of extra stuff. So that's why the price is going up. Unless you know that the people who, who you're selling it to are really interested in that content. This is what the cable companies have been doing for years. Is every every couple of years they throw on 30, 40 more channels you you never watch and you're not interested in, and they go, oh, well, we put more content in there. So the price is going up by 15%. Yeah? And eventually you end up with hundreds of channels you're not interested in, and the price is really quite expensive. And at that point people go, hmm, maybe I'll do this internet thing instead. So I think, I think they need to be very cautious. You don't want to kill the goose that lays the golden egg with Disney+. Plus. It's been a massive success. It's definitely been helped by lockdown because again it's that same thing as it drives people to use a service because they've got nothing better to do and it means people can see how good the service is and i think disney plus is an excellent value but i I think if they fall into the trap of just jamming stuff in there that maybe people in the u.s want but people outside the u.s don't and jacking the price up then they they may end up uh, doing themselves less of a service than they think they're doing they've got to keep Mm. a global view on it not just a u.s centric view but Hulu could also incorporate a lot of content from other countries. So that's where all these kind of agreements that Disney will come up with for R-rated content or adult-rated content that was in the UK or Spain or wherever, that that's so the, where it goes. Uh, yeah, and then, then they've got to start competing with, um, with outside the US with Netflix because Netflix has a lot of that stuff at the moment. Yep. So um, then there's going to be some bidding wars going on. It should be interesting. Good. We want bidding wars. We yeah. we want better content. We want more choice. That's that to me. That's what it's about, and that's why I think Disney will do exactly this um, because it just makes too much sense not to. Uh, let's stay with Disney Plus here for a second. We're on more for a, more than a second. Uh, spoilers, people. We're going to talk about the Mandalorian. Yep. And we're going to talk about spoilers here. So. Yeah, if last... you don't want to listen to, if you haven't watched the latest couple episodes yeah. of The Mandalorian, you should probably stop listening to this episode now. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's last couple of episodes, it's pivoted in a different direction. It's not the show it was, um, and there's a lot more in universe stuff going on. So yep. yeah. So you sent me a link via text um, that someone's like, oh, they're referencing animated content. This is turning me off, and I said yeah. that's horseshit. Um, here's why. When all you do is register, uh, reference the movies, you've got, what, 20 hours worth of content that you can pull from? When you reference the expanded universe, the stuff that they've done on Clone Wars, Rebels, um, there was another one, I forget what it was now. When you start referencing that stuff, you've got hundreds and hundreds of hours of content really good content, really good characters that you can start pulling in that you don't necessarily have to go watch those shows to quickly pick up with one sentence of exposition of what's going on, who this person is, and why they're this way. Well, But if you I've, want to start referencing it, you've got so much more great content sitting on Disney Plus that you can watch right now in The Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I think 
so I, the, the thrust of the article really wasn't so much about that they didn't want those characters to be brought in. I think they were objecting to the way they were being brought in, which was exactly that, a casual throwaway line, and then almost expecting the viewer to go away and Google who this person is. Um, and, and I think that is a line they have to be careful about treading. And, yeah, I think and they, is, they've done it amazingly well so far. Yes. What, and what, no. what was it bad? What was well, bad? Well, right. as somebody who's not as, all right. Let me tell you, as somebody who's not as familiar with the Clone Wars as you mm-hmm. are, because I've only watched the first season and a half of the Clone Wars, uh, and then I've picked up a few bits about how the how the series goes. I watched most of Star Wars Rebels, so I got more out of that. Um, but you know, there's a lot going on in these things. I didn't know who Bo Katan was. I. I wondered what the dark saber was when we see it at the end of the first season, and you know I noticed it showed up in the most recent episode as well. But it's like you know Moff Gideon's flashing it around like everybody should know what it is, um, and there are viewers going, "Well, I don't know what that is. It's just a light. It's just a lightsaber." Um, there, I, th- I think it is a fine line, and obviously you don't want too much exposition about previous characters. Um, I suspect that's kind of what. Uh, the person who wrote that article I sent to you was was kind of getting at, which was, you know, the, the, to be fair, we've had a fairly dizzying array of new concepts brought to this show over the last few episodes. And it, if you're not careful, it's difficult to keep up because, you know, you, something gets mentioned and it's hugely like, for instance, the, the reference to Thrawn. OK, anybody who's a big Star Wars fan who's followed Star Wars for many, many years, is probably familiar, at least in general, if they've not read the books, about who Grand Admiral Thrawn is. But there'll be an awful lot of people watching and going, who's that guy? Now, as the, if they're going to introduce him as the big bad, that's great, And but they've got to do it without assuming that people know who he is. Uh, because there will be a certain percentage of the audience who've got no flipping idea who he is. And it kind of undercuts the concept of who Thrawn might be and how, you know, and what a huge potential threat he might be to the characters in this universe if you've got no idea what he's done in the past. Coupled with the fact as well that if you do go and Google Thrawn, yeah, you're going to read all this stuff that's not officially canon anymore. And so you won't know which bits they're actually going to pick up and put into this show. So it could, it, there is a risk of it becoming confusing. And one of the beauties about the first season of Mandalorian is that it was not remotely confusing. It was just, you know, badass guy, he's got the kid, he's going through these things, yeah? And when they introduced characters, they kind of became part of his pseudo-posse, and that's kind of really nice, and now they're paying that off this season. But I think it's just, it's got to be done deftly, and I think the worry is, is that as it gets more complicated and there's more characters involved, it may be less deft. So we'll just have to see. I, I personally don't have a problem at all if they effectively, as I said um, recently, if they just turn it into a live-action version of, uh, of the Clone Wars, you know, it becomes a live-action cartoon. I personally don't have any problem with that. But I think The Mandalorian as a, as a show perhaps might lose some viewers along the way the more Clone Wars-y it becomes. So I think it needs to be kind of balanced out. It was a beautifully simple premise the first season. It's now starting to get quite a bit more complicated especially after this last episode when you had you know you've got boba fett you've got the the apparent return of the of the empire um you've got the kid being taken away you've got the dark troopers which are not like dark troopers we've seen before um you've got all this stuff going on and then you know you've got the the 
dark saber being flashed in front of um of the kid's eyes and then we've we've also got the potential that he's been communing with the force so that's going to bring more jedi on there's a hell of a lot going on um and they've really got to kind of pay it off now um and there's not many episodes left this two, season and it, two yeah, episodes they, yeah so there's a lot there's a lot of heavy lifting to be done that's kind of what we're saying you know and you know the the thing is the dark so let's start with the dark saber that was in episode that was in the first season so I don't see that that is confusing or com- complex in any. Well, he is. It's this bad guy and no, look, it's a Star yeah, a Wars guy. and he's got a. Yeah, yeah but it's a bad a cool guy saber. with a dark saber. And he, but he's obviously waving it around in a way that right. says this means something to people. And yet most of us don't have any idea what it means. That's, right. You know, but it's you didn't just, need to, though. It's it, just, well, it, it spoke for itself. He cut through a TIE fighter's armor to get out with this, with this, what ostensibly is a cool looking lightsaber type of thing. Yeah. That's all you needed to know. You didn't well, need to know anything more than that. Okay. Well, we'll see where except it goes. Except they were, except they were real smart because I've got someone that I work with that's never watched any of the, the cartoons ever. No. When he cut through that her next day, she, she came in and said, that was a cool looking lightsaber. I said, actually it was a dark saber. She goes, what is that? She was even more excited. I said, "Well, it was in the Clone Wars." <gasps> really? I said, "Yep. It's a. It's more of a. It's a, like a Mandalorian thing." Yeah, but <laughs> that's the point. You you started have to explain it. I didn't have to explain it. She was already excited about it. That's the well, point. Dave. That's yeah. what you're. Oh my God! Someone has to use their brain, and, and oh God, I just want to be dumb no, and just watch this point, and not the, get but it. But the point I'm trying to make, Tim, is that is that. That You're not expl- losing anybody for adding no, these no, things no, in, David. That, but what I'm saying is that explan- that little explanation you just yep. gave about the dark saber is something that at some point needs to be put into the show for no, people to understand what it's for. No, it doesn't. Well, not even a little bit. Why make it the dark saber then? It could have been any lightsaber. Right. Any lightsaber it could have been, could- but they used something that was already canon in the universe. Good for them. Yeah. They didn't explain any gun that I saw. How does that work? What's that gun? I've well, never seen a yeah, gun like I, that before. I, I, you kind of get the they they wouldn't have cho- surely they wouldn't have chosen to use the dark saber unless they're going to do something with, about the dark they saber. They did. And the what's about the dark saber is this cool bad guy is Darth Vader light. He has a lightsaber, he has armor kind of like Vader except where you can see his face. And he's all about his mission. He wants this kid for something. Uh, that's the important thing, not okay. the weapon that he's holding. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see uh, if the all of a sudden the dark saber becomes you know, it's we know it's part of the Mandalorian backstory. So if all of a sudden it comes important in the show, that's all I'm saying is, if it becomes important, if it becomes just a thing he carries, then fine. But if it becomes important in the show because of its tied tied back to the backstory of the Mandalorian people, then that is something else that needs explaining. And, and every time you've got to have, explain have they these done things, any of that yet? Where they haven't explained it? Well, we'll see. Not, not once. We'll see. You know, they didn't explain Boba Fett. No, well, every, I think everyone kind of well, knows every, Boba Everybody Fett. gets that one, though, right? Yeah. But so that's okay. Yeah, it is. Because I think, you know, it's, it's been around for a lot longer, and it was considerably less obscure than the stuff that went on in the Clone Wars. Yeah, except here's the thing that's the counter to your argument. Since The Mandalorian has come out, The Clone Wars is more popular than it's 
ever been oh, when it was on yeah. its first well, run. Well, I can see that. It's obviously, not it's, even it, close. Obviously, it's going to... And, and perhaps that's the plan here, is to drive more people is. back to watch The Clone Wars. Right. Now, now you've know seen this. You, you Google it for five seconds. You saw it was on The Clone Wars. And, oh, guess what? The system, the service that you're already paying for that you're enjoying with The Mandalorian, wow, they've got seven seasons of this Clone Wars. All of a sudden, mm. boom, viewer goes up. And this isn't a guess on my part. That is happening. Disney has yeah. already said that, that the Clone Wars is extremely popular now, more than maybe, it ever had been before. Maybe what they could do is, you know, the bits previous on The Mandalorian, they could put a bit of Clone Wars footage in there as well. So let's go back to, um, you know, we, we finally see our first Jedi, even yep. though technically she's not a Jedi. Um, I she, thought, I've got to be honest, watching the first season of the Clone Wars, she was like the, even though she was still a Padawan, she was still the best Jedi on the screen most of the time. Yeah, she she was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and you really should watch all of the Clone Wars. Because well, it gets I am working my way through time. it. Um, but, and the uh, last season is There's a lot of content to see, even at 25 minutes a show. Um, the and the last season really wraps up that whole see, that whole show beautifully, and it's yeah. and it's mostly about the clones and Ahsoka. Which yeah, is but remember, I, I did watch. Been. I did watch Rebels, so I, I knew what she went on to with the whole fulcrum thing and all of that, and Battle yeah. Invader in the uh, in the in the temple and all of that. So, yep. Um, I thought that number one, and, and I'm going to be biased here. Um, I've had a mild crush on Rosario, Rosario Dawson for years. I think mm-hmm. she is a great actress. Uh, I think she's beautiful. Uh, her character in Clerks 2, I think it is. Clerks 2. Um, playing opposite of Kevin Smith. Oh, I loved her character in that movie. Yeah. Um, there, there's always been something about Rosario Dawson that I really, really enjoy. Every time she's on screen, she's great. And I don't, I didn't know if I could see her as Osaka Tanu when someone first mentioned it a couple years ago. I was like, yeah, I don't know. But now that she's played her, it was awesome. Oh, it yeah, was a hundred percent correct. She's an older character now. She's a badass. She's a force user. Those dual lightsabers are <laughs> pretty badass. Yeah. Um, there was nothing in that role that I didn't like. Yeah. Except no. of course you gotta watch Clone Wars and that's confusing and people are gonna drop off now, right? Well, I was uh, familiar with the character. Yeah, shut so. up. Shut up. Um, you lose. So you know they finally show Jedi stuff in in the Mandalorian, and yeah. people are like, "Oh, I knew they were going to bring that in." Well, of course you did because they got a little Yoda dude that uses the Force yeah. in it. Of course, there's <laughs> going to be Jedi in it. It's it's dumb for those people who are bitching about it. Hey, eh, got to bring Jedi in. The whole show has been about Jedi. Yeah. The whole thing has been from day one. It's got a character who's a Force user that looks just like a baby Yoda. You guys called it baby Yoda. And then all of a sudden you're bitching because a Jedi shows up. Shut yeah. up! Oh God, it's so yeah. annoying. I it's it, I find it very interesting that because they, they they they're trying they've tried to deal with this thing of the, the you know the Jedi and the Mandalorians normally being enemies. Yeah. Um. I think that that part they're not really pulling off very well because you know Mando was so you know oh well we better team up then um and they won't see that coming he was he was just so. 
He didn't seem to be anywhere near as conflicted about it as you might think he would be. Well, he didn't really know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, well, I, that's kind of how they excused it, really. I, I personally would. I'm, I love the thing that the thing they're starting to do with obviously the fact that you know he's trying to follow his quest, and yet you know deep down he doesn't want to see the child go. He doesn't want him to no. go. Yeah, no. he's really he really has he's attached become a father to him. figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know I I I. I'm hoping we get to see more of that conflict with, you know, he wants to to follow the creed and do the right thing and be the best Mandalorian he can be. And yet at the same time, you know, this kid's really got under his skin. And I'd love for him to turn around and say, you know what, I've decided. Yeah, even though I can't train him in the ways of the force, you know, he's staying with me. Um, and you, you, that's one of one of the guys posted on on the Facebook thing a, a, couple, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, well, that was you, yeah. yeah. Of, uh, of of Grogu dressed up as a Mandalorian in a tiny little version of the armor. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> this newest episode yeah. when they're in the Razor Crest uh, at the beginning of the episode, and he keeps looking and goes Grogu, and he looks yeah. like, yeah, and he, he does it a couple times and yeah. chuckles and yeah, he's trying to get a, used to it. What a great moment! Yeah, yeah kind of, um, of character building for for both of them and and the way even you know the stuff they've built with the thing with the ball yeah it's just because it, when you Goes first back saw to it last year yeah when you first saw it like you just thought it was like a, a little throwaway gag you know he keeps nicking yeah. apart the ship and they've made it into this really cool thing yeah you know it, and, it, it's, and it's kind of brought it to the center of their became, relationship yeah absolutely you know and and, and i i've got a alexander and i watched the show last night <laughs> when when that bolt came down and destroyed the race crest, Alexander was, he was like, no, no, mm-hmm. you can't do that. That's no. what Cole did too. He was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like he was beside himself. Like yeah. oh, there's no, uh, and I get it because that's their millennium Falcon. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it has almost become, you know, it, I mean, it, what I like about it, it very much reminds me of the firefly of the serenity. Yeah, you know, it does it, look it, like a. It, it well, looks a little, Serenity not, is the show. It's it's called yeah. Firefly. That, that uh, no, no, the, the Firefly no, is the show. Class. It's called Serenity. Yeah, yeah but right. the thing about it is, is you know, as as great as a cool little ship it always was, it was always breaking down. <laughs> We're always having problems with it, and the yeah. Razor Crest is a little bit like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so and it it, it's like always a become a part of the show. To be honest, it was a hauler. You know, I, yeah. I never. It wasn't badass like Slave One, which by the way is a really bad name now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Notice it was just referred to as your ship. <laughs> yeah, the show. Hey, that's slave not, one. nobody's going to call Excuse it slave me. one anymore. No. Um, so let's talk about Boba Fett. Um, you know, obviously it was him that rescued that lady in season yeah. one. I can't remember her name. You know, she's fifty-four years old. I know she's um, she's awesome. She is awesome. Yeah, she absolutely is. I want whatever soap she uses, man. Well, you know, I think I think. Be careful. You know, oft, very often Asian people um, age very gracefully. I think it must be a genetic thing, I think. But clearly, you know, she works very hard to keep in great shape. Yeah, she's, she, you know. So this episode was probably, in in my opinion anyways, the most action-packed of all of them. Yeah. I mean, it was... And they got the right director for it because that's his thing. Yeah. Um, it, it was beautifully shot. They took this actor who played in uh, the first three movies, you know, the, the prequels as Django Fett and brought him back. Cause remember, this is the guy that they based. Well, his father anyways, was the guy that they based all the clones around. So technically Uh, 
Yeah, um, but and Boba Fett himself was a clone. Is, was a clone of Jango yeah, Fett because he asked. For, he, yeah, he asked for a clone of his own that, rather than being sort of brought out the tank fully grown, would would be his son. So it was yep. was presented to him as a baby and grew up as as himself. And so you know, it, the idea that he goes after Mando to get his armor, I yep. loved it. Now everybody, I think everybody was expecting him to be a bad guy. Oh man, there's going to be a big showdown between you know the Mandalorian and Boba Fett because Boba Fett's a bad guy. No, he's not. He's no different than what Mando is. Yeah, he was a bounty hunter. That's what the Mandalorian is. He's a bounty yeah. hunter. And not only that, even more in common because he was also the son of a foundling. Yep. So we were not not a native Mandalorian, but somebody was brought in. Yep. You know, and and, and, and then, you know that the only thing that kind of annoyed me about the episode was. You know they, they they have to cut a deal. I know how they did it because they had to they had to get uh, Mando's backpack off to uh, to to allow the the you know the the child to be kidnapped, and so they had to have a way to do that. And also they had to have a way to you know have them standing off to give the Empire time to get there and give them a com- common enemy. But you know, I, <laughs> at the end when when he shows him the code for the armor, I just yep. kind of thought, well, if he just explained that at the start, this would they'd have all been gone before the Empire showed up. You know, rather than having a standoff, he he should have gone. Oh yeah, no, I'm the son of a foundling, and and you know I've got a right to armor. And you know what? If you let me just put the wrist piece on, I can show you my code, and you'll see it's all kosher. And Mando would have gone, huh? Okay then. <laughs> Would he you know? though? Because I think they're both very no. See, to me, it made more sense this way because they're very both distrustful. Both well, of them. I suppose so. Yeah, and so I, they're that's they're not going to just resolve it in five seconds. Well, There's maybe, but you know, man, I, the thing is, you look at the you look at the showdown the first episode between um, uh, what's his name, Cobb Vanth or whatever his name is, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, you know, yeah, they were on the verge of that, and they've very quickly kind of got past it when they realised there was something else to do. I think Mando's quite practical and i think he would rather avoid having a fight if he can avoid having a fight well he did though they, they didn't yeah. really yeah have he a did fight. but yeah okay fine but i, I mean it, it just stuck out to me as well that was the particularly at the end it was like well you know it's good they had that thing so he, he had to take his backpack off so he couldn't fly up there and save the kid right. and he had to go up on foot and just miss him um, it just came across as perhaps very slightly contrived but actually i don't really care because the what it led to was the the whole kind of standoff against? I I mean, we Alexander and I were both laughing at the uh, how they've embraced these stormtroopers can't shoot, yeah. can't aim, because even when they get the big gun out and she's running across the ridge, Alexander's going, "Well, it doesn't matter how big the gun is, they still can't hit anything." Can they? But yet, yet the, you see that how stormtroopers work because actually that doesn't matter because there's so many of them. Yeah, they they use overwhelming force, and you know, it, towards the end of the episode, you, you're thinking, well, no matter how great the bounty hunters are, yeah, they're just being there's just too many of them. They can't deal with them all, you know. And then and then Boba Fett comes, and they gave, they give him because let's face it, in the in the original movies, he was a bit of a uh, it was almost like he was a joke because they were all frightened of him and yet he looked he he appeared to be completely useless and yet here the first time you see him in the armor and he just kicks ass you know you know there's none of the bumbling oh well you know here i just sent you a link i don't know if you've ever seen this or not um it's called uh it, it look for anybody that's interested in what i just sent to david um it's a less than a minute video it's called lego star wars Saying people are bad shots. Have you ever watched this, David? I have not. Oh, you got to watch it. 
Okay. Uh, I'll let you watch that while I watch it here at the same time. And it's brilliant. It's it, it's so good. So <laughs> yeah, well, I remember that line. Yep. So you guys got to watch this. Yeah. It's so funny. So there's, there's three PS yeah, so that scene with three PO and R two are going across the corridor, and all the shots miss them. <laughs> <laughs> the payoff is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're shooting right at each other they can't hit <laughs> <laughs> it's so good um, I don't want to spoil it I mean that's a little bit of the podcast people are like I don't get it you gotta just go watch it the ending just is go, yeah, so like, Sam people are bad I, shots I literally laughed out loud I watched it like four times in a row and I laughed every single time when he's aiming at him and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so good anyways mm. um, <clears throat> yeah were you expecting Boba Fett to actually play this big of a role because I wasn't. I thought, okay, uh, yeah, it's his armor, fine. And I, you think he's dead because they kind of foreshadowed him a little bit. A lot of people were guessing that was him in season one, and it obviously was. And then you see him after Mando gets his armor, and you're like, ooh, maybe they're going to set that up for season three or something. Nope, it's this season. They're yeah. not waiting around. You're going to get all of Boba Fett. Now, Obviously, like I said, people thought he was going to come in as a bad guy, but this episode shows that Boba Fett is honorable. He made an agreement with Mando that the baby would be safe, and he didn't live up to it, and he's going to help Mando. Yeah. Thank goodness, because the Razor Crest is now destroyed, and now they got to take his ship. Yeah. Um, and they're going to put a team together. It's the Avengers 5. It's pretty cool. I, I, I think that everything that they've done so far... And I hate to say that it's better, but I think season two is better. And it doesn't feel like a season two. It just Yeah, well it, it's just I a mean as I say, it's 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 turned into something very different. Season one was that kind of, you know, um Western style show where every week it's a different so was, planet. So different, is this though. Yeah. This is as well, but but this has the overarching arc has really kind of gripped in well, this this year. Um we had a samurai know. episode too. Yeah. The samurai um, coming up to the castle and yeah. laying the uh, challenge uh, down. And that was very, you know, um, yeah. Japanese inspired. Yeah. And, and so, you know, don't get me wrong. I think this is absolutely fantastic. And what I, I love is that they're not doing the whole, oh, right, we're going to have one or two big secrets and then we pay them off at the end of the season. No, think, you know, you're getting we, we're getting, you know, we've, we've had, we've had Grogu's name. We've had Ahsoka halfway through. We've had, um, you know, Boba, Boba Fett. Fett is here on the scene before the end of the season. You Razor know, Crest uh, is destroyed. I yeah. mean, they've done a lot, a lot yeah. of stuff in, in this season. And I think, you know what I think they're moving towards? I think they're moving towards a Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Because that's kind of what that move, well, they're putting these this, these guys together. They're, now they're going to go after Bill Barr, who's going to tell jokes on the slave one. <laughs> Um, but no, I liked his character in season one. I thought it was really good, and I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him. So you know, the next episode is going to be a prison break. Yep. that's that's what they're setting up. Boba Fett, Mando, and whatever that lady's name is is going to break him out. Plus, um, uh, Creed from Rocky is going to be there. Yep. Uh, and then the one chick who's now a marshal and she's a badass in real life. By the way, she was an MMA fighter. Yeah. Um, She's going to be there. And then the last episodes, they're going to go get Baby Yoda. 
I mean, it's 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 all laid out. We know exactly how it's going to go. What we don't know is how this season's going to end. Do they end on a high note or do they end on a low note? Does Mando yeah. get a ship this season or is it next season? Yeah, could this be the, the I mean, looking back at the structure of the original movies, could this be the Empire season where, you know, it kind of ends in a kind of awkward point and then you've got to see the next season to see where it goes? You know, it's a year. Em- Are they going to kill yeah. us for a year? Yeah. Yeah, and and something something else I, I that we we kind of we talked about last year, um, and we haven't talked about the all this year. The way this show is made, yeah, the production values they they have on it are just amazing. I mean, yeah. and and we know some of the secrets now. We know you, they're using this fancy studio with the LED backlight um, backdrop, and they're putting CGI directly into the backdrop and all of that sort of thing. But the the amazing thing about it is you would not know. You watch this TV show, and it's like you're watching a, a 45 minutes or to an hour of a Star Wars movie every week. And you, and, but the thing is, you don't care because it's yeah, so well done. Exactly, it's so flawless. Yeah. And, and the, the attention the, to detail is just off the charts. Yeah. And and also as well, they, they throw an awful lot of stuff in that, um, you know, you, you only think about afterwards. Like, I love the fact that, because they've talked about Beskar and how important is the Mandalorian. I love the fact that in the Ahsoka episode, they showed that Beskar can stop a lightsaber blade. No problem yep. whatsoever. You know, and you start at the, the, and rather than, again, going back to what I was saying about exposition, rather than have, using exposition, they've just kind of showed that this Beskar stuff is amazing. Yeah. And that's why everyone's destroyed and that so rod is still there. No problem. Yeah, exactly. Although I, I, I don't understand why, Boba Fett's armor. I mean, I know back in the day they were trying to show show him as a as a, a like a rough, tough, um, you know, scuffed up bounty hunter. I don't understand why <laughs> Boba Fett's armor looks so bad. He doesn't like clean that. it. <laughs> you know, um, give that guy a bottle of oil or something. Yeah, let's, can we get this cleaned up, buddy? Jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> in um, fact, I would have I would have loved it if he just said if he just said to uh, Mando towards the end, he would have said. Put the armoring on it. Wow, you couldn't have cleaned it up before me. Right. <laughs> this looks terrible. Yeah. Even wearing my helmet, it stinks in here. <laughs> um, I, you know, do they go back and get uh, the sheriff guy that was wearing know. it? Don't I know. don't think so. No. But I liked his character a lot. In fact, I yeah. liked that character a lot better than Bill Barr's character. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think that what Disney is doing here, um, in the Star Wars universe with this show is not only groundbreaking from a technical aspect, but just from a storyline, it's amazing. Yeah. And it really is making me excited for what's coming out within a month or so, which is WandaVision. Um, I've heard it's bonkers and it's amazing and it's great all at the same time for people who are in the know. Um, so I'm, I'm extremely excited for that. Uh, they started filming Hawkeye. I know, which the this, this shots from the set look really cool. Yep. And um, I like that they're going with, uh, it looks like they're following a comic book. They're even going to have Pizza Dog in there. So <laughs> I don't know if you know that story, but it's, I know, yeah, it's a great story. Dog, yeah. It really yeah. is a great story. Um, and then Falcon and Vision coming, or Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. That looks like it's going to be amazing. 
Um, and then they're doing a what if. A lot of people aren't talking about the what ifs. They're getting the actual actors from the movies to do the voiceovers on this animated Marvel thing that's a what if, an alternate reality, yeah. different different stories every week. I think that's going to be, an, or at least could be, amazing. So the stuff Disney is doing right now with these companies under their umbrella, Lucasfilm and uh, Marvel, um, I think they really, really get it. I think Warner Brothers moving to day of distribution, uh, I think they get it. Um, the Peacock Network NBC's thing is not bad. It's got a long ways to go. Um, but I think they get it. Obviously, Netflix is getting it. I think Amazon is the one that really needs to step up their game on original content because I, I think I think Amazon's whole thing is, you know, it's about buying product. I get it. But they really, really need to focus more on Amazon Prime Video. Um, I, I think I think Amazon's going to be at risk of becoming a a, a a bit player in this whole thing because well, look, their content it, is just not there. Well, they do, I mean, they do, they are doing original content. Um, but it's not as good. It no, just it's isn't. not. But the, well, the, question, the boys is awesome. Yeah, but the question for Amazon Prime is always going to be, is Amazon Prime something they want to stand on its own or is it always going to be part of the Amazon offering? Yep. And I think that's the difficulty is the level of invest and, and they've thrown a lot of money into Amazon Prime. I mean, they they've have. done that huge. They did a huge deal with um, with the guys doing the the grand tour. Yeah, they've done huge deals with other people as well. They've you know they put a lot of money into some of their shows. Yeah, but I think the question is in terms of the profile they get, are they happy just to let Amazon Prime be something that's got enough on there that it keeps existing Prime customers happy as a very, very nice add-on to what they already pay for? And I think or, or do they want to turn it into a standalone service? I get the impression they're just not that interested in having it as a standalone service. I, they're I happy to be agree. a number two, a number three, number four, because, you know, they don't want to compete toe-to-toe with, with a Netflix or a Disney. I mean, to be honest with you, if, if, of all of these companies, I, I, I think Netflix is the one the most precarious position at the moment. Amazon can afford to keep Prime going, uh, Prime Video going on the back of everything else that Amazon does. Netflix really has to complete toe to toe with Disney Plus, and Disney Plus has and half HBO the industry Max. in its pocket. And HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, and this, HBO this announcement Max. from from Warner Brothers really catapulted HBO Max. I think into number three spot. No oh yeah, question. no, it, because it, because all of a sudden it made HBO Max make sense. Oh yes, because up until now people have gone HBO Max. I'm confused. Don't understand how it's different from the regular HBO. Yep. All of a uh, it's sudden, double the, that's yeah, it's fixed. double the price. Yeah, all, all of a sudden that goes away. Now HBO Max has a reason to exist. First run movies day yeah. of that. Yeah. That's a game changer. So I think you're right. I think that this puts an, a massive amount on on Netflix now in their. I don't want to say defense, but in their corner, they have some fantastic shows, yeah. and they have no qualms of of reaching, of giving and these creators a chance to do something that you just never seen before. And a good example of that is Stranger Things. Yeah, I don't think you would have seen Stranger Things on Amazon, HBO, or any of the other ones. Yeah. Yet it is on. There, there's room for all of these. If they're creating good content, and, well, that, that's you know, the problem. Lord for of the Rings is coming from Amazon. I mean, that everything I've heard about this 
is Amazon is throwing a ton of money at it and they're trying to do it right. They're trying to do Game of Thrones, but they're using existing properties. I have no problem with that. There's yeah. room for a Lord of the Rings TV series. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there is. I'm sure it will be great as well. I think the difficulty that any company competing with Disney Plus has is that you've got to you can't afford to have a purple patch. You've got to be on your game all the time because as soon as you falter, you can fall really far behind. And I think that's the biggest risk for Netflix at the moment is that all they need to do is have a, a run of bad shows, uh, and then all of a sudden. You people know, people leaving. might go. People might go. Well, you know, I need especially to, with the price increase they just had, which kind exactly. of ticked me off. Yeah, it's about you know, I need to cut some money out my budget. Which yeah. one of these am I going to cut? Well, here's you know? my fear: is it's not going to be them. It's going to be CBS All Access. As good as the Star Trek stuff has been, which we didn't even talk about today, and the new season yeah. of Discovery, quite honestly, is the best season of Discovery so far. Uh, absolutely, Picard and the, the old, was yeah. one of the best shows of of was that last year already? Yeah, that twenty. Picard uh, was amazing. Yeah, I loved and, Picard and Lower Decks. Is Lower so Decks funny. is fantastic. Yeah, so really? they have the Star Trek content. I don't think that's enough to keep them afloat. Because no. what else have they got there? Nothing. So well, yeah. Again, I, I don't. I don't to know because we, we don't get CBS All Access here. I had to. I had to pirate uh, Lower Decks to be able to watch it. Um, Picard was on Amazon here, um, and Discovery is on Netflix. Yeah, so, they need um, to partner up with someone. I think that their best bet is to enter with Netflix. Yeah. I think CBS becomes part of their online presence, becomes part of Netflix. And when you go to Netflix, there's all the CBS stuff, CBS stuff, including you could watch the news. There's, hey, the, the live on Netflix at 6 p.m. is the CBS evening news. I think that they would be uh, wise to go that route. And yep. I think for Netflix, it gives them the all of their library, but more importantly, at least for the time being, they have something that can compete with Star Wars, which is Star Trek. Yeah. Totally different sci-fi. Yes, they're both set in space. Both they have spaceships. It's a totally different universe, totally different yeah. take on how you make science fiction. Uh, I could see um, that happening, you know, because didn't, didn't Netflix acquire um, uh, the Orville? I'm pretty uh, sure. No, I No, Hulu did. Oh, Hulu did right. Okay. Yeah, so so that's under Disney. So that's under Disney. Okay, that, uh, and it reinforces. I think Netflix needs to come to an agreement with CBS and bring them in. In fact, they would be wise if they grab that and the Peacock Network. Yeah, you know, and if they raise their rights, well, you know what? Now you got all of this new content. You got CBS. You got NBC. And it's and Netflix. That's not going to happen, but at least they should go after the CBS All Access thing. You mm-hmm. know, just throw a ton of money at it. And well, yeah, CBS, CBS, all be, CBS, CBS online is going to be willing Netflix. to sell. That's the thing. At the moment, I would imagine that CBS are still trying to stick it out on their own. They so are, but they've I got think to be willing to. Term, that's or it, is it Amazon? Is Amazon the one that makes a play for CBS? Yeah, you know, I think somebody is going to get CBS and. Uh, that's the missing piece, I think, for Amazon or Netflix, because I don't think Disney needs it. They already got ABC, and I don't. I honestly, I don't want Net, uh, Disney Plus to get them. They already have Star Wars. They already have Marvel. They don't need Star Trek. I want Star Trek to live on its own uh, with different creators under a different umbrella, um, yeah. because they've they've shown over the last three years. They really get Star Trek, and they're not willing, or they are willing to take chances with 
making fun of their own content with lower decks. It's a, it's a it's a really funny, good show. So, man, I, I'm excited for the next couple of years. We got yeah. good content coming out. We got the Marvel stuff. We got Stranger Things. We got Picard season two. You know, uh, I just I just just one stuff. thing. Just one thing. I hope uh, when it comes to to Disney and and the Mandalorian, I just hope they see what's been done with a TV show with a Star Wars property, and they just say, you know what, let's let's abandon this, the approach we've had with the movies. Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. and let's let's get these people involved in developing the movies because this is what that's what they need right now. Did yeah. you see the post? And I know we're over an hour. We're going to wrap it up right here, folks. But yeah. last thing, did you see the post? Uh, the guy who plays Winter Soldier, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sebastian Stan. Seba- yeah. Uh, someone mocked him up as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. What do you think about him playing Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian and coming get Baby Yoda? That's how the season series ends. Because you can't well, keep this series on forever. Yeah. you got to have an ending. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if it would be too Would you soon buy someone else as luke skywalker mark hamill's still alive but he can't play the young one yeah no don't get me wrong i mean of course you can i mean you can a good actor yeah can can inhabit any role if they're good enough i think he is good enough and he kind of looks enough like mark hamill that we would buy it yeah um and i guarantee you'd be better he'd he'd be a lot better than that guy they got to play um han solo (laughs) Solo. well that's not saying much um yeah i'm what what about Han Solo showing up? He could show up in the Millennium yeah, Falcon. You know, maybe it's the yeah, maybe I, it's I, in this series that he loses the Falcon that leads to the Force Awakens. Yeah, maybe. I I I don't, I'd prefer I prefer them not being too close to the main. They've already said that they're not saga. going to do any of that. Stuff. Yeah, uh, I think I think you know better to let the character live and breathe on their own. They've got more flexibility by using these these other characters maybe mando continues without baby yoda and you get a new series called jedi academy which is luke skywalker's series and baby yoda's on that yeah i still i still think we're going to see some sort of you know jedi enhanced bounty hunter thing going on with them but but here's the problem they've they've shown that baby yoda i mean he's already 50 yeah and he's still like a baby yeah so over the lifetime of the series he can't really change which which you know, yeah, science fiction, I, they could do anything. <laughs> Wasn't, last thing, the most adorable thing was the little handcuffs they put on him. <laughs> so they did that. I don't know he goes, he goes shackle him. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, they, they have little electro handcuffs in just the right size. Oh, my God. That I, was so cute. <laughs> I, I, I don't hang anything from my rear view mirror. I would totally ha- hang the tiny little shackles tiny. that glow in blue. Oh my god, so cool! All right, I just, I just thought I thought it was brilliant as because we have we had the sub. Don't don't ask me why, but we had the subtitles on when we were watching it. Yeah, and as Moff Gideon comes around the corner, yeah, the subtitles said stormtroopers groaning, and you hear, whoa, whoa, and I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? I knew you exactly know? what it was. I was like, <laughs> baby, Yoda's he's using the, he's up. using them like as 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 uh, as as forced toys. <laughs> He's just throwing them around, but you notice he didn't kill him. He didn't kill yeah. either one of them. Yeah, he chokes him out a little bit, and then he throws him across the room. And yeah. Gideon is just smiling. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap up this one. We come back uh, with Geeks Pub in two weeks. Mandalorian will be over, and we'll talk about the season finale. We'll talk about uh, Star Trek and what's going on there. And I, I could be mistaken, but. 
I think one of the Marvel shows is going to start by then. So we'll okay, see. Cool. Uh, yeah. We will be back in. And by the way, in two weeks, um, I think that puts us right after Christmas, doesn't it? Uh, not not quite. No. No, not quite. No, just me... it's the week before Christmas. The weekend uh, before well, Christmas. What what's today? Today's the sixth. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's the week before Christmas. So yeah, we don't get to talk to about Wonder Woman until after the first of the year. So we got some really good stuff coming up here on Geeks Pub. We uh, do appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you send us feedback. It's the show at geekspubpodcast.com, or you can go to mymac.com and leave a comment there as well. Uh, or simply follow TechFan on Twitter or Facebook, and because uh, that is our other show. And uh, we'll get your feedback. Uh, we really, really do love feedback. We got feedback on the next episode of TechFan from Guy Searle. Uh, he sent us a really nice long letter, so we're going to talk yeah. about that. And uh, we do have someone that we're going to – I've been negligent in replying. Uh, I've just been really busy. Uh, but we got someone coming on, a uh, tech fan soon, uh, engineer at Twitter. So cool, cool stuff coming up here with Tim, me, and that's David. And uh, we'll see you guys in a week. Bye. See you then. Bye.